Hi, Satellite Sisters. We're excited to announce our new weekly newsletter, Pep Talk. That's right. It's happening. A little pep talk in your inbox on Fridays starting in August. Every issue will be short and sweet with podcast highlights, our recommendations for books, TVs, and films that are going to keep you entertained, plus recipes and other, you know, tidbits. And of course, there'll be a little pep talk because we all need that right now, don't we? It's the perfect newsletter to enjoy and then share with your satellite sisters and misters. You can find sign-up links all over the place, on our social media, on our website, on our Facebook, on our Instagram. We would love to have you sign up for Pep Talk now. Thanks. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a satellite sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Thanks for being with us today. I'm Leanne Dolan. I'm here in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer, producer, and uh, today I'm trying some new... Um, some new draping over my home studio. So tell me if you notice the sound difference. I didn't know it was over your body or the studio. I'm just going to let my imagination run wild. I'm going to jump in here too. I'm I'm Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister. I usually go last on this, but I'm talking. So I might as well introduce myself. I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm in my closet. I have hung up all my clothes, Lee, and there's no draping going on here at all. This is sound quality. Liz. <laughs> okay, this is Liz Dolan. I'm the middle sister. I'm in Santa Monica, California. I'm particularly happy to be here today because I'm on jury duty this week, people, or as I'm calling it, germy duty, because, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not super psyched to get called in, but it's my responsibility as a citizen. But I called last night and they said I didn't need to report today. So, phew, here I am because um, I would just rather be here. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, I didn't even know that was still going on the legal system. Who knew? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> Jurisprudence is still happening? Yes, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Today on the show, uh, we're kicking off Locktober. All right. We're, you know, October used to be the best month of the year, but no, not in 2020. Now nope. it's just the month where we're digging in. And so we've taken Locktober to new heights. So every week this month, we are going to have, we hope, helpful interviews to help get you through to the end of the year. And we're kicking it off by speaking to Dr. Stephanie Newman. She's a psychoanalyst and psychologist from New York City who spent over 25 years treating adults and adolescents uh, with anxiety, depression, workplace concerns, and more recently, a lot of COVID-19 stress. So Liz, this was actually your topic. You wanted to talk to Dr. Newman about setting goals in the middle of a time when time has no meaning, right? Yeah, because l- long-term, short-term, what's the term? I don't know. I need to know the term before yeah. I can live my life, Leanne. So yeah, I'm struggling with that for sure. Okay, we're going to talk to Stephanie about that and a few other things. We have some entertaining sisters recommendations. Julie, you're going to teach us how to cut cut stress by doing something you enjoy. Yes. Watching animal videos, Leanne. (laughs) And you know, I have picked, well, first of all, of course, there's some science behind this. So, so, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's good. And second of all, I've picked out some websites for each sister. So, uh, so to help to reduce your stress by watching animal websites. So stay like, tuned okay. for that. Wow. Yeah. You don't need a PhD for that, do you, <laughs> Dr. Joy? No. <laughs> right. But first, we did it. We were the last family in America to do a family Zoom on Saturday night. Leanne, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. I, mean, I hadn't really thought of it that way. Like yeah. everybody else in the world has done family Zooms. But right. We have. Right. But we have not done one, ironically, because we've been doing family Zooms called Satellite Sisters for 20 years. So, uh, <laughs> but our sister Sheila organized a family Zoom in honor of her birthday. So you have to just give <laughs> Sheila credit there. And she invited all, the whole family. So we had all eight siblings on. We had their kids. We had the next generation, people from all over the country, people dialed in. And you know what? It was really fantastic, wasn't it? 
It was, it was delightful, delightful, enjoyable. <laughs> it was, it was like such a wonderful hour. It really was. Mm-hmm. But why it was, was it wonderful? Why was it wonderful, Leon? Why? What made it special? Sheila really produced the heck out of that out of that Zoom hour. <laughs> she yes. did. It you wasn't a, a random walk. It wasn't a random walk. She she was the MC for the entire hour, right? Yeah, she had trivia that we had to answer. She had uh, animal cards. You know, she is a teacher. So she used all these tricks that she uses to keep her students engaged on Zoom. She used them with her adult uh, siblings and their kids. And it included everyone from the five-year-olds all the way on up. We all had to answer questions about animals and name three things. And there was timer. There was a timer involved. Like our brother Jim, total fail, could not name <laughs> three, could not name medical procedures in five seconds, three of them. And he yeah. is the only, he's, we consider him the family doctor, even though he is not a medical doctor. But uh, so, you know, people were winning and lo- there were winners and losers and that's always good. I mean, but it was just fun. It was just great fun. Oh my God. It just shows what she, because Sheila is basically a full-time tutor now online and has been obviously since the beginning of the pandemic, she has it down, like how to keep people engaged, how to have fun, how to move quickly from thing to thing. I think next time anyone, I say this to anyone, if you're having a family zoom, hire Sheila Dolan to moderate it. I think there's a whole new business opportunity here. <laughs> it was good. Moderate but I think by call. having it, it it would do, it did allow for everyone to have an opportunity to talk and to speak and to, you know, to mention things that were going on in their, their lives. It was just, it was really delightful. I, I mean, I have to say I had a little trepidation about like, what we were going to talk about on the family Zoom. <laughs> I don't know if any of you did, but I was like, oh, wait, oh, wait. Okay, if it goes south, I'm bailing, you know, but it was delightful, you know? Yeah. I was yeah. just more worried we were just all going to be talking over each other. So what the one-to-one question and answer involves is that, you know, other people just don't talk. So that's mm-hmm. the key to the large group Zoom is that people mm-hmm. are, you know, can remain muted so that's not an issue but they're not talking over one another and mm-hmm. sheila executed that beautifully and then there was a big surprise announcement at the end a new baby coming in the family so you can't i mean that was well timed so yes you can't beat yes. that that was an exciting unexpected announcement at the end from our niece know, our niece from our niece baby. Yes. yeah not, not about sheila not from <laughs> sheila not- <laughs> thought that was self-evident, but, uh, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> you know what? I, I realized that the last time all eight of us were together, the eight siblings, was Sheila's birthday two years ago when we had the big party for her. So you know how we always debate? Illusion might be that it's <laughs> Sheila. <laughs> well, that's, that makes us laugh. <laughs> okay, so I had three Zooms over the weekend, and I will call them two wins and a fail because Sheila's birthday, that was a total win. It brought out the best in everyone, I thought. So it was great. Uh, Next up, I also had a high school class Zoom reunion. And, you know, they did this last year. I did not participate. And I felt like kind of a loser. Like, why not? They just did it like a Facebook thing. So this year I decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to participate. Honestly, what else do I have to do? I have no excuse. So, and I went, I went to a girls Catholic school. So there were only 62 girls in my class. So it's not like it was 800 people on a Zoom call. And uh, as people signed in, there were about half that I recognized, but the other half, no, not so much at all. Really? No, that's not good, Liz. Uh, You, you don't, you're not good with faces. No, I'm not good. Did you have your high school yearbook there as a, uh, as a reference point or anything? No, Julie, here's my zoom tip. Put your own name on your screen. The people that I couldn't figure out either had like their company's name on their screen or their married name. I understand you've been married for 35 years. You're used to that name, but I haven't seen you in 45 years. So I don't know what your new name is. So just wow. give people okay. some, some kind of a clue. <laughs> but what was funny is that once everyone spoke, then you thought, oh, yeah, I remember her. So people have not, their, the names may be changed and the way they look have changed, but the actual people, not so much. 
same old, same old. So uh, here were the hot topics. Everybody got a chance to just do like headlines for me. So um, in work was a hot topic. We've had people who have been laid off, people early retirements, retirements that didn't take because they were either bored or ran out of money. So they're back at work. So there were lots of different combos. And professionally, everything from house flippers to music therapists to an Emmy award-winning set decorator for the Marvel's Mrs. Maisel's. So that oh, was wow. my life. That was yeah. good. That was good. So work was a hot topic. Next hot topic, of course, family. Uh, most but not all most but not all have kids most who have kids also have, are, have grandchildren about now so there was a lot about that there was one a very funny report from a classmate on her several failed marriages including one that only lasted four months so that that, <laughs> made, that made us all, that made us all laugh and of course a quick catch up on elderly parents because everybody has some parent situation the third topic i am happy to announce Third most popular topic, pets. Yay. <laughs> okay, that's your sweet spot, Liz. That's my sweet spot, Julie. Uh -huh. And and the importance of pets during a pandemic. So we so we talked about that. And then there's a lot of sports and recreation, you know, people who are swimming or, you know, walking or playing golf or whatever, all of that. And then I also, because I cannot resist, I did a little focus grouping, sisters. I like, you know how next week on the show. We want to talk about families getting together over the holidays. What are you doing? How are you handling that? So I, so I focused group the group just to see okay. how they're handling it. So, so I have a report for next week. And then one last thing I'll say, the key, much like our family Zoom, excellent moderator. So Joan, thank you very much. Like Sheila, Joan also works in the school. She is, believe it or not, a school nurse and medical director at the school. So you can imagine to do that job, you have to be the ideal combination of being very nice and very bossy. So I want to, I want to thank her for doing an excellent job, keeping people moving forward. So, so that was great. So that was my second win. And then my fail, this is where you realize you're just not paying attention anymore to your life. So I had a group work call that involved a shared presentation and, you know, then the screen is mainly taken over by whatever the PowerPoint is. Uh -huh. And so I'm watching this, and at one point, like my bra started to feel a little itchy. You know, I can tell. Oh, what I was, oh, oh, yeah, no. yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, so, so I reached into my shirt and just kind of rearranged everything. You know, just like okay, just and without even thinking, because my screen was completely taken up by the presentation. So I totally forgot that people could be seeing this. <laughs> I just, oh, you know. Because I had minimized all the people, I was only looking at the presentation. But then once the presentation went down, I was like, oh, I almost gasped out loud. I was like, oh, my God, all of these people have been there the whole time. Oh so anyway, gosh. so yes. nobody, I, I don't know what people saw. I just like there's a certain lack of dignity that comes from this whole <laughs> this whole era. So you just got to remember you're always being watched. And also, anyway, so that's my fail. That was probably not the smartest thing I've ever done. But luckily, people were polite enough not to ask about it. I'll just leave it at that. You probably made someone's day, Liz. That's a, that's, <laughs> <laughs> they have a good Zoom report to tell their friends. Okay, so I have a report from the back seat, uh, and uh, Leon knows this. Anyone listening who's ever done carpool knows that this is really when you find out what's going on with kids. Like if you're driving kids around and they're in the back seat talking, so at some point they 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 tune you out, okay, and they don't even realize you're there. So it's well, like me with my Zoom people. It's a, it's a little like that. that. Exactly, Liz. You know, you for, they forget that there's an adult driving the motor vehicle, but it's ideal if you're the adult because you can really hear what's going on. So this past week, I'm driving around my, two of my grandchildren, uh, after school activities, complicated, you know, three point plan, whatever. So, but the first thing is uh, three topics that were discussed uh, in the backseat. First is gaming COVID-19. Now, my, my grandchildren go to a school that has worked so hard to open. They've had 
thousands of meetings of, of parents, administrators, medical people. You know, they build plexiglass cubes around the desks. They have protocols on protocols just to get the kids back. So the discussion in the back seat was Ben said to Alice, he said, you know, Stephanie said her stomach hurt and she got sent home school. <laughs> Alice said to uh, to Ben, oh yeah, Max, all he had to do was said he had to, his head hurt. Boom. He went home from school. <laughs> so they have figured out that like, you know, here are all these parents who just want to keep the kids safe. But the kids have now figured out like if they say anything, they may be able to get out of school, which could be helpful if they have a social studies test that they're not prepared for, you know, they don't have okay. to really present medical, you know, any kind of medical symptoms. They just have mm -hmm. to say it out loud. And there's such a SWAT team on these kids. Now they're out the door. Mm -hmm. Second topic. Uh, this is a, this is a perennial one. Parents know nothing. Mm -hmm. They were talking about, Alice was saying, Oh my gosh, parents know nothing. They think we all have big house parties. And then she said these words, Leanne. She said, that is such a 1980s stereotype, teenagers at a house party. <laughs> wow. I think, I think 1980 is about as far back as Alice could possibly yeah. imagine. She's like, parents think it's like Greece, like the movie Greece. <laughs> It's a lot of that is so funny. So Although I have nothing. Okay, I am just steadying the car, you know, the drive, the steering wheel, <laughs> trying not to lose it. Listening to this, and then finally, they're It's the gender gap. Then the third topic was Alice was complaining, like all the boys, all they talk about is football. Yeah. And then Ben, who is now in sixth grade, he said, "Well, I don't know." Six book grade boys are talking about girls. I mean, that's <laughs> when I almost went into a ditch thinking about my grandson <laughs> thinking about girls. Anyway, it's worth it. I've got some carpooling wow. this week. Who knows what topics will come up? Wow. Well, that I is... have to say, I enjoyed those house parties in the 80s. So, <laughs> I mean, come on. When those Michael Jackson albums came out, nothing better than she, Off the Wall and a house He said it party. with a lot of disdain, too. I know. <laughs> okay. I don't care. Okay. Them. Parents know nothing. All right. Here's a big announcement, sisters. I have a big event coming up next week that everyone can kind of sort of participate in. So, uh, you know, we... Um, We've done some work with Sixth and I, which is a great arts and culture organization in Washington, D.C. And I actually moderated Adam Rippon there last year, which was fun because last year you could go places and actually sit on the stage with the person. We know that's no longer possible. But next week, so Tuesday, October 13th, the Barefoot Contessa is going to be on the Sixth and I Zoom to introduce her new book, which I've been talking about on, on uh, Cooking with Liz. It's called Modern Comfort Food. And uh, they have asked me, will I introduce the Barefoot Contessa? <laughs> How is <laughs> so, that possible, Liz? Wait, wait. And here's, you can all participate. because You can buy a ticket. The tickets are free with a signed book. So for 40 bucks, you can get a signed book and you can hear her talk about Everything she talks about, like who could be better in these COVID times than the Barefoot Contessa? And I uh, get to see me do a little intro. So there you go. I mean, I'll put a link in the show notes how to order tickets, but isn't this is going to be fun? I'm very excited, sisters. I would like to, uh, I would like to form <laughs> formally announce I don't understand how this happened. I mean, <laughs> you are introducing the Barefoot Contessa. <laughs> You of all, the of all the sisters, my gosh! Have you shown her that prop knife you had that you were chopping vegetables with? I, you, you know, I I know both of you have been cooking for a long time and been cooking from the barefoot contest yes. for a long time. Yes, Liz. You yes. know, mm. and I've been watching your TV for TV show for a long time. And good for you. That's fine. <laughs> but as we learned, as we learned in the parable of the prodigal son, sisters, even if you come to it late in life. You can go off and do whatever you want in your life. And then you come back and all of a sudden you're cooking and you're embracing.
So you're still in. That still counts. That still counts. So I just think of myself as the prodigal son of home cooking. So oh, there you go. My gosh. Okay. <laughs> I do want to explain. I am not doing the actual interview with. Okay. Her. Good. I mean, good because that would have really well, blown that my is mind. Very supportive. Yes. <laughs> no, I just. I don't. I, I don't think that's what people want. Is you? <laughs> no. No. I mean. Okay, I will- no, I'm not qualified to do that. I'll admit that. Okay. So, no, they have a really great moderator. Helene Cooper is actually the Pentagon correspondent for the New York Times. And so they're going to have a real like New York Times person there uh, interviewing her. And by the way, you guys probably knew this, but you know that in Ina Garten's early career, she worked in the White House Office of Management and Budget on nuclear energy budgets. Yes. So, yes. Yes, of yeah. course. We need yes, of course we need this. Please. Okay, I had no idea. Anyway, uh, you can. Everybody can. Pretend. This is seven p.m. Eastern time, October thirteenth. Okay, seven p.m. Eastern time. So that's next Tuesday. So it's four p.m. for me. Don't let me forget. And you can get a free ticket and a signed book for forty bucks, which I think is the deal of the century. I'm very excited. All right. Well, good for you, Liz. I'm going to sign up, but I'm signing up for Ina, not for you. (laughs) You're signing up under protest. (laughs) All right. No, that's great. Congratulations. Hey, I'm going to be on uh, uh, the Friends and Fiction Facebook page this Wednesday. So tomorrow uh, on the 7th of October, Friends and Fiction is like a super group of five Southern female fiction writers, including Mary Kay Andrews and uh, Patty Callahan Henry and uh, Mary Alice Monroe. And it's this group of women that all had books coming out in May. So they thought, we're all friends. Let's just get together on Facebook and do something. And 20,000 Facebook fans later, they have a weekly show, they have a podcast, and they're very um, generous reaching out to authors. I was just so happy to be one of their book picks this summer. And so I'm really looking forward to talking to them. It's on their Facebook page. So you have to like Friends and Fiction. All the information will be on all our social basically including these notes but i understand liz and julie that they've roped you in so you're gonna also um you're gonna stop in for a a piece of the friends and fiction so that will be fun there'll be eight of us on on eight of us on camera so let's see i feel like we could take them satellite sisters versus (laughs) friends and fiction No, they are super fun. I'm very yeah. excited. I mean, we're just dropping in for like the last 10 minutes. So, you know, it's all about you, Leanne. And, uh, you. but I'm really looking forward to it. And just knowing about this group, I'm glad to know about this group because it's fun and they're doing a great job. Yeah. And they're enjoying each other. And, you know, we all need fun things to do and it's totally free. So if you love reading, if you're looking for, um, you know, books for your book club, it's a great resource. It's a very friendly book centered community over there on Facebook. I think our satellite sisters would really enjoy friends and fiction. So that is happening Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, the 7th. Um, That is also at 7 p.m. Eastern. So that, yeah, we had, we had some talk about time zones yesterday, 7 p.m. <laughs> Eastern on Wednesday. All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking to Dr. Stephanie Newman. She's going to help us set some goals during this crazy time. And we're going to talk to her really about moving forward, even though we're having a hard time letting go. So uh, stay tuned for that. But first, we want to thank a couple of sponsors. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift-giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. 
There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but FrameBridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> and that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. We are kicking off Locktober. That's our way of getting you through the month of October 2020 uh, with Dr. Stephanie Newman. She is a psychoanalyst, psychologist, author, and public speaker that has practiced in New York for over 25 years, treating adults and adolescents and families struggling with anxiety, check, depression, check, workplace concerns, check, <laughs> and more recently, COVID-19 stress, check, 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 check. Uh, <laughs> we are very happy to welcome Dr. Newman to the show. We're going to talk about trying to set goals in a pandemic. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to Satellite Sisters. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here, Stephanie. This is Liz, and I really need some help at this point because I got to say, at the beginning of the pandemic, I felt like I could deal with things in the short term, kind of week to week, by thinking long term, right? Like, I don't know what's happening in the next couple of weeks, but I can start to plan for the fall or whatever. But now that spring and then summer and then fall are all gone, I know I can't count on getting my real life back or my real work back anytime soon. So... I'm just having trouble knowing, am I dealing short-term? Am I dealing long-term? How do I deal with setting some meaningful goals for myself? It's become a struggle. That's such a good question. Um, I would first say for people who are listening that the, that list, I, I guess it was lean red, you know, of anxiety, depression, check, check, workplace concerns, all that. When we can't control or predict something, we feel it anxious. That's normal. If you're out there and saying, is this okay? It's very normal. There's a pandemic now and there is a lot that we, we can't control and on a daily basis that we have to worry about. So um, doing things that give you the sense that you have a modicum of control um, can help. If you want to set goals, that's a way to sort of master the anxiety by instead of feeling helpless you turn it around and you say, you know, you, you can't stop the pandemic, but you can say, take care of those in your household, those in your bubble, uh, those close to you and yourself, physical, mental, make sure you sleep, make sure you do physical mm -hmm. exercise, make sure you eat properly and make sure you do exercises for your mind, which we can talk about a little later. Um, but trying in some small, the goals, not, um, you know, if this were, a show pre-COVID and, and, you know, someone said, I need to lose weight. I want to be healthy. Well, you don't say like, I'm going to exercise seven days a week and lose 80 pounds. You start with small manageable goals because you'll overwhelm yourself. Um, so mm -hmm. that, that would be one thing I would advise to understand the anxiety is normal or the, the feeling down, feeling helpless to, um, to just try to work on the small things you can, uh, predict the small things you can control put uh that would help to uh yeah 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 my personal experience has been like i really do need to focus on very short-term goals like literally today you know <laughs> <laughs> you're her sympathetic sisters laughing at this so isn't, <laughs> that, know. isn't that nice stephanie okay <laughs> But as my sisters know, Stephanie, that's not normally how I roll. I, I'm just normally like a longer term thinker. So it's just like, okay, I have to go one day at a time. And I have also learned about myself. I'm just not particularly good at that. So there's some learning there. Maybe I should just accept the learning and uh, and go with that. So I feel your pain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because yeah. you can't say, okay, I've had a rough time. I'll just, you know, plan Thanksgiving like I've done every year for 50 some odd years because everything's different now yeah. and the landscape looks different and it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else is part of it too is what advice do you have for how we can 
focus on the positive because I feel like also there's just so much worrying. There's just so much, well, you keep using the word anxiety, but like whether it's the middle of the day or the middle of the night, all of a sudden these thoughts pop into your head and it's pretty easy to spiral. What's the best way to just stop the short-term spiral of worrying? Another good question. Um, everybody is worried. Everybody has a lot that's overwhelming them. I would advise um, what I said before, just to just to give a complete answer. I don't mean to be re repetitious, but try to take care of yourselves. Try to sleep. Try to eat. Try to do what you know, small things to, that you can. Daily exercise, physical. If you're physically feeling better, um, you know, when you exercise and you, your brain generates uh, endorphins. Those kind of things will make you feel happier and relaxed. Um, but you can also do things to calm your own mind. And I would advise um, uh, trying to understand a little bit about how to calm your mind and knowing a little bit more about how you think, especially if you're talking about two in the morning and you're starting yeah. viral. That's very unpleasant. And everyone's been there. So yeah. the, way, the way mindfulness exercises work, and you don't have to have a fancy uh, anybody at your disposal. You don't need a guru. There are apps that are free of charge. Anybody can do this. It's very easy to find now. Everything is at your fingertips. But it generally involves taking the thought that's very, very disturbing and actually leaning into it, embracing it. So, you know, if the thought is... Um, I don't know. I've lost uh, something that I that you used to do that that mm -hmm. was your go-to hobby, your, your or your your part of your identity that was really important to you that you loved, and you can't do that anymore because you um, are now stuck inside or it's dangerous or something. You can think over and over again that you won't be able to do. It's probably better for me to be specific. Um, you know, you can't hug your grandchildren. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't see your family members. So if you, you, you know, that is a terrible feeling. The mindfulness exercise would involve really leaning in, really facing it, embracing it over and over again until the point where you can then try to move past it and let it go a little bit. Try. Mm -hmm. You asked me something about being positive. Mm -hmm. You can certainly try to replace every negative thought with a more positive one. Um, seeing a silver lining, you know, there, there's all sorts of things being written now. Um, you can't do this, but you can, oh, well, we've had so much more family time for people who do have that. We're all sitting around the yeah. table. We're all cooking together. So you can focus on what you didn't have before and what you do have now. Times when the... Um, when it's bad, when it's, yeah. uh, yeah. it's three in the morning. Yeah. And mm -hmm. at those times, I would suggest leaning into the thought over and over and over and over till, till it's, it's at the tip of your brain and you can actually move past it. You can actually replace it with a different thought. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I tried something last night because I knew we were going to be talking today, Stephanie. So I have a meditation app on my phone. I was using it a lot in the beginning of the pandemic. And then I don't know. I don't know. I've just lost the thread here. So I thought, OK, <laughs> let's try it again. So, so I, I got on the app. And one of the things that has on the app is not just guided meditations, but an actual sound bath. Which in the before times I used to like, there's a meditation studio not too far from where I live. And it was a kind of nice weekly ritual I had where I walked there about a mile in the evening. It was delightful. I had the sound bath laying in the room and then I walked home and that was fantastic. I got to tell you, that same experience on an app is just not the same. Because when you're in the room with all of those gongs and bells and things, you're actually feeling the vibrations or something. So I found myself like 10 minutes into this just thinking, oh, shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, okay, that's that, not That good. is really positive, Liz. <laughs> Very positive. Leaning in. You're leaning in, Liz. She's, she's got that right on the tip. Don't I guess you're the person when you, you used to be able to take yoga and maybe you even took it somewhere nice where you
or something and everybody's breathing in and and having a wonderful moment with nature and somebody says i hate yoga <laughs> and that moment is just gone so okay um anyway but okay, so mm-hmm. okay because mine is about knowing that it's that you're you're going to then say this is terrible i preferred it the other way or this isn't working for me yeah. or i you know i prefer xyz it's a way to sort of gain some control over your mind. You can't control yeah. other people. You can't control a pandemic. Can't predict, but you can get some control over your thoughts. Okay, uh, let's talk about other people for a second because they are part of the problem. Um, <laughs> do you have advice for dealing with? And this is something that people uh, in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group have noted too. Like advice for how to deal with anger or resentment you start to feel towards the people who are behaving as if the pandemic is over you know like the people that are not really doing their best to help i know i can't control them but i don't know it just it makes me mad it makes me really mad are you saying people who you're you know you're walking in the street and you're trying to relax and they they walk too close to you or they don't want to wear a mask or something like that yeah, yeah, stuff like that, or just everything you see on the news, Stephanie. I will not be specific, but you know, yeah, all that kind of stuff. The people that are not helping—it's tough. I, I don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm taking this lightly, but it—it's really a, a, a sort of profound statement and realization that you can't control another person. You cannot make your, you know, I was going to say your sister, but actually you're all sisters. You can't make another relative wear a mask. You can't. Um, it's, you really have to deal with what it brings up in yourself. And if you agree to disagree and you agree that then every gathering will have to be outdoors, if it's somebody, you know, you could try to have a, conversation. There's something called an I statement. You don't blame, you don't accuse, you don't say, wow, you're so callous. You're putting me at risk because you're coming too close to me in the street or you won't wear a mask at, you know, the table. Or you could say though, I love you and, um, I'm feeling uncomfortable here. And I hope that you can hear what I have to say. Those I statements, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. aren't blaming, which, which are easier for people to hear, but you might have to agree to disagree and, it might have to be that you can't socialize with family members who or are fundamentally not doing what makes you feel safe. You have to also be able to sleep at night. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm monopolizing your time, Stephanie. I'll let my sisters get a question or two in. Yeah, well, <laughs> Thank I you. know. Thank I, you for your advice. This is Leanne. I'm just thinking, wow, I really played it wrong with my neighbor then the other night. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Were you using, you weren't using the I statement, Leanne? I was not. Oh. Some, some accusatory yelling? What yeah. happened? What, what happened thing? with your neighbor? Well, they just, I've noticed they don't wear masks, uh, and they're very aggressive with coming at me without any masks. And then, then the other night, it was a double whammy, because they, it was dark, at 8 o'clock at night, I'm walking my dog, and they have their dog off the leash, who was untrained, coming at me. And then they're coming at me, yelling and screaming at their dog. And I finally just had to say, please social distance. You don't wear masks. And I lost it. I had, you know, just been seething quietly in my home about them for many months. (laughs) (laughs) Staring out the window. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. Staring out the window saying every time they came out, look, no mask. Not wearing masks anymore. (laughs) No, look at them. I just, and I... I know. I, I'm sure there's a term for it. What is it called? Trans. What, what do you do when you put something on somebody else? <laughs> I don't um, know. Transference. Transference or something. I know it's about other issues, but I totally took it out on them. So <laughs> I'm going to use those I statements next time, Stephanie. <laughs> you know, I had a question um, that relates to this because it's about it's about setting goals, but it's about trying to set goals when you're having trouble letting go of the things you've just lost over the last six months. Because I know people struggling with the fact that they had to cancel events, maybe cancel book tours, uh, maybe cancel graduations, they lost projects, they lost a job. You know, how do we move forward when we haven't quite gotten over what we had, we were forced to let go? There have been so many disappointments. Mm -hmm. Um, You can, you can 
take it, uh, uh, like I said, and really process it deeply. And, and you can always say, at least I, you know, if it's that you have to work remotely and you don't get to see your coworkers and it's really isolating and dull, but at least you have a job. If it's, um, I, wow, I was, I was on a college campus and I was flowering, you know, I was blossoming. I mean, uh, now I'm sitting in a room, uh, in my house where I grew up and I'm doing all my classes online. Well, you're getting an education. Uh, those are, that's, you know, certainly talking to yourself a little bit, but it's a tough one because everybody has disappointments and, um, we, I think we all have to, as a, community as a as a country as planet a little bit just sort of for a while get hunker down and get through this and even lower our expectations it's probably not the the advice anybody wants to hear but practically speaking we can't go just flip a switch and be pre-pandemic and the world may never be exactly the same um i'm i'm hoping that everything will be fine at some point but we we might have to adjust our expectations and um, and also be grateful for the the parts that are better than they could be. There are there are a lot of bad stories out there, and a lot of there's a lot of suffering. Um, yeah, there is a lot of suffering. A lot yeah, of, yes. a lot of grief. Right. Yeah. Like for instance, aren't you glad you're not the idiots who don't train their dog? Their dogs. Are <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right there, you go. Well, Stephanie, that, I mean, this is Julie. Mine's sort of a follow-up. I, I would like to be as empathetic as possible to others and really, you know, because just as you said at the beginning, everyone is suffering. Everyone is going through this. But it's hard, you know, it's hard to know sometimes what is just bad behavior versus, you know, I, I mean, how much room, how much grace uh, you know, do you, should we give others, you know, I would like to give maximum, like even, even in terms of really bad behavior, just say it's 2020. Um, uh, is that the right approach? When you say saying to yourself, it's the saying the year, are you thinking that, um, it's a way of letting grounding yourself in reality. And, um, yes. you know, that, that we are all going through a very difficult time and everyone has things, has loss, has grief, has struggles. And, you know, it's bound to come out in terms of interaction and behavior is sometimes it's hard to know as another person, what, what the issues are. You're trying to hold yourself together, but I'd like to be as empathetic as possible to others and what they're going through. I think that's a good strategy too, um, because uh, empathy can get you through some very rough interactions. It's hard to hold on to empathy if somebody is, say, um, you know, being disrespectful to you or uh, making attacking comments. Or um, yesterday, and just I was walking a dog, uh, my dog, and this uh, older man. Um, we were both in masks. He said to me, "Please don't walk your dog here." I was about. I, I must have been like four, four or five cars away, lengths away. I was really far away from, I'm like, excuse me, I couldn't even hear him. Please, don't walk your dog here. Your dog can't pee and poop on this street. And I said, sir, please, I, you know, I have a bag. And then he just kept repeating. He didn't want me to walk my dog on the public street, you know, and I felt badly like he's this person who is worrying about something and has, must have so much time hands that this is what he's doing with his time <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but is that transference is that transference i don't know <laughs> yeah it is yeah. actually but you know i'm i'm thinking of him sitting alone in his house watching the news or whatever he does and he's sad and anxious and so he's going to fight with somebody who's observing all the social distancing rules all the dog rules with a bag and, and this is what he does with his time i just kept saying sir please sir please um and he finally went away um, having, I think having empathy because people are not at their best right now. I notice that all the time, the mm -hmm. kinds of things, if you, you know, if you have to go on an errand, if you have to go to the post office or something, right? just no, people are not polite or chipper or they, um, they make mistakes or they don't, you know, what, whatever. They're distracted. Doing. Everyone is so distracted. So distracted. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That's yeah. a good uh, thing to remember that people are not at our, at our, at our, at our, all of us are not at our best and to be a little more understanding, you know, a little more patient. Yeah. 
All right. I'd yeah, like I don't to, know. I, I'd I, like I, to I, apologize to my neighbors. This has been a good session, Leon. You're making you're making some progress here. I'd like to apologize to my neighbors and to the people at the Ralph's Deli counter. I was very impatient. Sorry. It was important for you to cut those cold cuts. Um, Okay, this has been helpful. Thank you. All right. We've been speaking with Dr. Stephanie Newman. Thanks, Stephanie. We appreciate your good and your safe. And we're going to try some mindfulness, I promise. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank you. It's so much fun to talk with you. <laughs> Stephanie has a new novel out. If you need a little relief, her novel is Barbarians at the PTA. Oh, remember the PTA? Uh, exploring <laughs> bullying and quickly became an Amazon bestseller in multiple categories. So check that out, Barbarians at the PTA. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. Bye, Stay Stephanie. That fun, Stephanie. Uh, Thanks. I feel better already. <laughs> Bye. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer, and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen, <laughs> and it's a, infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Okay, it's Liz. We are back. And I just want to say, sisters, I feel better just for having spoken to Dr. Stephanie Newman. It's nice just to be able to say what you're thinking or worrying about and have someone thoughtfully react to that. So, oh, I feel like we could all take a few deep cleansing breaths together. Ah, that was yeah. nice. It was, was almost nice. like being in a session. I mean, it yeah. really felt very personal. So, yeah, uh, yeah thank you. Thank you. Newman, thank you. Yeah. And for information on her book and Stephanie, you can check out all of our show notes. Yes. Um, you know, Liz, that's only the first of our four special Locktober interviews. So next week we have on the relationship rabbi. That's right. We- that I can't wait great. for this, Leanne. I think yeah. this is going to be so helpful. We're going into the holidays. You know, th- there's a lot of stuff going on. People have to make all kinds of decisions. And we could use some more advice, don't you think? Yeah, that's why Dr. Rabbi Judy is coming on, because she wants us to find the joy in this holiday season, even with all the constraints. And her specialty mm-hmm. is family relationships, so we're going to talk to her about that. So we look forward to welcoming Rabbi Judy to Satellite Sisters. And then uh, another reminder, if you need a little pep talk, well, we have a newsletter called Pep Talk. So thanks to the many, many people who have signed up. If you're looking to sign up for Pep Talk, you can go to our website. It'll be a pop-up sign-up. There are lots of places all over the place to sign up. I always put the link in social media. So 
you can find it. We'd love to have you join our weekly pep talk that comes into your inbox every Friday. It's a little bit more of a, I get an essay from me. You get some deeper thoughts on what we talk about on the podcast. There's a to-do list. There's recommendations. You never know what you're going to find, but it's, it's easy to read. Isn't it sisters? It's peppy. It and sure easy. is. It's very fun to read, very colorful and lot chock full of stuff, Leanne. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real pick me up, Leanne or pep talk, I guess it's, it's a real pep talk. Well, listen, sisters, if you're still feeling down, if you're feeling lonely, feeling stressed, uh, New York Times had an, an article this weekend about there's new research out there that watching footage of cute animals can actually reduce stress, anxiety, your blood pressure, lower your heart rate. So they have a list. We're going to post it um, uh, on our website of cute animal sites that you can go to. But I have curated the list for uh, for my sisters here so i've picked out some of the sites that they recommend that i think would be just perfect for you so leon i would like you to check out warrior canine connection this is a this is a program where veterans train service dog dogs to work with um to work with other veterans but they have a webcam that is puppies in the puppy lounge uh waiting to be trained okay oh. okay see you're gonna love that right i'm going right now i'm okay. going in the middle okay. of the show okay. this is our puppy cam here it is i got it all right I'm bringing it out i'm out for the rest of the show you okay. guys liz, liz i know you have sea turtle tendencies and i honestly yes. think this could really be the site for you the monterey bay aquarium site oh. have you ever gone there where I you never can have, no. watch the jellyfish, Liz. Have you ever just watched jellyfish? Jellyfish, that is relaxing. That yeah. is totally <laughs> relaxing. But Liz, okay. they also, you can gaze at a million gallon tank of sharks and sea turtles and stingrays just floating around. This oh, is must-see oh. TV for you, Liz. It you is. have to go there, Okay. <laughs> Julie, now, I right. am looking at this puppy cam now. It's fantastic. I it's know. just a bunch of puppies asleep on top I, of it. I know, I know. And then they're going to go on to be service dogs. So you oh. know that's even that warms your heart even more. And I just want to say for all our cat lovers out there, yes, of course, there's even a cute site of cats. And this is the kittenrescue.org uh, site, which just has kittens. Okay, so there you have it. We're, you know, you know, we're pro dog here at Satellite Sisters, but there is one for that. Now I'm, I'm pro panda. Okay, because yeah. I, there is a website where you can just look at panda bears. You know, uh, and that I have found to be really joyful, really a, a mood boost. Um, but it it's not limited to the power of the panda sight of brown bears and uh Leon and liz i thought you might enjoy this just watching big old bears catching yeah. salmon how about oh, yeah that? i enjoy that okay. i do enjoy that mm -hmm. i mean that brown, brown bears getting the job done getting the job done out there the brown bears <laughs> okay liz you've got the right so there you have it there's a complete list watch more cute animal videos this is helping <laughs> us okay be don't be embarrassed it's all gonna be good all right <laughs> okay that's my report uh now i think we're gonna move on to entertaining sisters and i have oh, I'm, I'm sorry i'm watching the jelly cam live <laughs> and it's got music i'll turn it off now but oh Julie, <laughs> okay. this is good i know i know these are wonderful okay. yeah, wonderful I'm wonderful sorry. Are but we... I have two uh, two picks this week. Both of these uh, feature a, a female lead, and I and I think that's always good. Um, the first series that I'd like to mention it's on Apple TV. It's called Tehran. I don't know have, have either of you seen this. Yes, I've seen the promo for this. This looks it looks a little bit like Homeland kind of thing. Yes, it is sort of heart stopping. Uh, this is sort of the opposite of watching Jellyfish. Okay, <laughs> it's a Mossad agent slash computer hacker that she embarks on her first mission to Tehran, and she's in charge of destabilizing an Iranian nuclear reactor. So they, oh, I know it's good. So if you enjoyed the character Ziva on NCIS, just imagine her, but now she's also a computer hacker. Okay. <laughs> so she does it all. Okay. And uh, it is great. It's shot in Athens, Greece, but it obviously oh. looks like Tehran. It's got a great cast. 
it's very, very exciting and tense, uh, and I'm really enjoying it, and I would recommend it uh, to others. So, And tell me again where this is. This is Apple, Apple, Apple TV Plus? Apple TV Plus. You okay. Can now, the second series uh, that I want to talk about is Emily in Paris, and this is uh, this this is an, uh, not a new story. Uh, an American ingenue uh, goes to Paris uh, for a work assignment. Uh, she has an American boyfriend back at home. She doesn't speak any um, speak any French. Any French. And yeah. uh, there there you have it. She's there, and she succumbs to the pleasures of Paris and masters some of the hardened Parisian customs. This is a series created by Darren Starr, who did Sex in the City, and it stars Lily Collins. Leon, what did you, I know you watched this. What did you think of it? I did. I watched it, you know, because that's just what everyone did this weekend. I saw everyone watching Emily in Paris, and I thought it was delightful. I was surprised how workplacey it was. I mean, and it's... It's really a workplace like dramedy. So that happens to be in Paris. So she's charming. I mean, they just found every attractive French man and they <laughs> cast him in this show. It's just nonstop attractive Frenchmen. So that's good. Just there are leaks a, a, of champagne coming yeah. at all. Th- yeah. No bearing on reality in terms right. of <laughs> no. her ability to wear stilettos and just walk on those cobblestone streets. No right. problems. No problems. <laughs> yeah. She wears yeah. a beret in a scene. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like every cliche piled on one, but it's glamorous. It's escapism. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I I would yes, it's definitely escapism. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And and I'm just surprised there are so many workplace violations. I wish that Safer Work was still in business like, oh, because yeah. I think you guys could do a very funny review of this. Um, right. But uh, I did enjoy it. It was a yes, it was a it was a delightful tart of a uh, of a TV show. Definitely <laughs> worth a quick binge. I. W- Worth a quick binge. And Lily Collins is very cute. She's very, very cute. cute. She wears only designer clothes in it. So fabulous clothes, you know, fabulous interiors. Just no bearing on reality. That's no, not at just all. Good, good, good. Yeah. She could not be bothered to learn a single word of French in 10 episodes. <laughs> so, so fortunately, all the French people speak English. So there you go. Yay, America. <laughs> No, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. All right, sisters, uh, that's our show. Boy, we really covered a lot of ground today. <laughs> we, did. we did. We did. We're glad that you stayed till the end, Leanne, instead of being lured by the jellyfish there. Well, and now the puppies are moving. So that, I'm going back to the puppy cam right when we finish up. But we would like to thank Sir Enriquez for always being uh, the steady person in, in the booth, <laughs> wherever that booth is, that he is. It's the virtual booth somewhere in Los Angeles where Sergio lives and works and engineers our show. Thank you. Thanks to you, uh, listeners of Satellite Sisters who support these sponsors. It really makes a big difference. Just a reminder that if you are going to a sponsor, please use that special URL or the code. It kind of gives us credit with the advertiser. It's important that you use it if you head over there, even just to check something out. We would love if you use the code. We'd appreciate that. Uh, Or the URL. And Liz, would you like to tell the people where they can find all the information about the sponsors? <laughs> okay. okay. Well, you know, the show notes always include the sponsors and the right URLs. And the show uh-huh. notes, if you're listening on a podcast app, so if you're on Apple or Spotify or Stitcher, if you swipe the cover art, the show notes come up. Sometimes you need to click on the link that says show details. So it's all right there. But if you're at our website, which is SatelliteSisters.com, and you go to the uh, you go to the podcast page, again, you can open the individual episode show notes right there for every episode. They're all right there. Or if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, you'll see big honking logos for <laughs> for all of our for all of our most common, like all of our returning sponsors are all listed there. So if it's someone you've heard on the show a number of times, chances are they're down there at the bottom and you can just click on that logo and you can be sure that's using the right URL and uh, and that way we get credit for that. So thank you for that. 
Yeah, excellent. Thank you, Liz. All right, uh, sisters, time for our to-do list for the week. Julie, what's on your to-do list? Well, you know, the final episodes, final episode of uh, Schitt's Creek dropped this week. And I I just don't even want to start it because I love that show so much. I don't want it to be over. So I'm savoring it. Okay, that's what I'm doing. I'm just... It's a whole final season we haven't seen Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I feel the wow. same way, Julie. Okay. I want to meet that out over the next couple of weeks. Yes, not, it's not really just... got to stretch it out. Yeah. 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 Liz, what's up with you? Okay. I, you know, I've obviously confessed on the show that I'm having trouble feeling productive. Uh, yeah. That's been. A... So now I've started doing even the things I've never wanted to do. But as long as it's going to feel like a win, I'm going to do it. So here's what I'm <laughs> going to tackle this week. At least, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this. It's my computer storage. Like, how much space do I have on my hard drive? Like, every two weeks I get the warning that says, oh, your hard drive is full. You need to delete things. And it drives me crazy, sisters, because I have I have so much extra storage that, why isn't it going there? Like, I have all this extra room in the cloud. And I have Dropbox Pro. And I have, next to my computer, I have an external hard drive that is five terabytes of data, right? That's a lot. You can run a television network from that external hard drive, which I did. So, but (laughs) for some reason, it's all, why is it all still just sitting on my laptop? So every week I go in or every two weeks and I delete enough things to open up enough space to get me through another couple of weeks. I think I need to fix this once and for all, sisters. This is just ridiculous. So remember when I told you I was having trouble with my inboxes, that my mailboxes were not connecting, and I I put out a call on the show, and Ann Dempsey, listener Ann Dempsey, who runs a business called A Tidy Inbox, she responded, we got together offline, she fixed this problem for me, and I know this is not an inbox, it's a storage issue, but anyway, anyone out there that has suggestions, uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just so tired of repeating the same stupid task every two weeks. Wow, that was oh, that was that a lot, Liz. You had a lot, lot of stored up. You had a lot stored up See what up I mean there. about the anxiety? Yes. The anxiety. Yes. Okay. Well, I think if I heard Dr. Stephanie right, if you can control that issue, Liz, that may actually, uh, you know, permeate the rest of your life. Yeah, so this so does lean sound. Lean into that, Liz. Lean, lean into it. That. Sounds actionable. Lean into it. Just leaning lean into it. storage management. Leaning yeah. into storage management. Ooh. Okay. Leanne, you got something short and sweet? Are they Ooh, yeah. to do list? I mean, I put my glasses down Saturday and I can't find them. So I no. need oh, I need to find my glasses. That's okay. it. Okay. Brand new. Can't find them. So yeah. just still in the old glasses. I'm sure they're somewhere. That's yeah. my... I'll report yeah, back. Because you haven't been anywhere. It's not no. like they could have gone anywhere. No. No, so exactly. You don't go anywhere. You can be pretty certain they're there somewhere. Yeah, they're somewhere, and I'm going to find them. So that's that's it. All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. Sisters, have a great week. You too, Leanne. You too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sisters.